Hello, beautiful listeners, and welcome back to Rise from the Dead podcast. I'm your girl, Ash, a.k.a. Ash to Ashes, and for today's episode, I am joined by Andy and Gray. Say what's up, guys. Hello. Hey, good to be back. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. So, Gray, you've been on the show before, but Andy, this is your first time? hmm <laughs> So I like to ask some, like, icebreaker questions so that way we get comfortable, so that way the listeners get to know you and all Sweet. that fun stuff. Awesome. But um, first, I want to ask both of y'all, what have y'all been watching lately? So, Andy, since you are new, new Gray, I you will... can go first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, I actually just watched that Hulu movie Fresh last night. Oh, I need to watch that. Well, then I won't say anything about it other than... No, go ahead. (laughs) Well, it's because I've also been watching the Pam and Tommy thing on Hulu. So it's hard for me to not see Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee right now. (laughs) And it's... it's, um, I'm going to watch it again is what I'm getting at. And then I'm going to... uh, I taped a YouTube thing for uh, Sledgehammer Horror. So I rewatched Pumpkinhead. And I saw Studio 666 finally. It's playing here. How is that? I think it is a cult classic in the making. That's that's all I'll say about it. I Uh, didn't want to see that, but the AMC by me is not showing it unless I go across the river. But the other day, they were like, oh, we're showing it at 1 o'clock. I'm like, well, I can't go. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't originally playing here, and I don't know what made me check, but I logged in like Wednesday or Thursday, and I was like, oh, it's released here. So I finally got to see it. Okay. I'll say okay. finally. It's only been like two weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah, I keep forgetting it's what? It's March now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I went from I'm never going to see this until it's on VOD to it being in my town. So I guess that's why I'm more so hyped about it. Okay, okay. What about you, Andy? What you been uh, watching? Uh, I just finished. I found I was way behind. I, I finished the uh, third season of You on Netflix. Um, something about some crazy dude just running around killing people with his wife just sounds entertaining to me. So <laughs> I finally got around to checking that one out. Um, that's a wild, wild series. I watched uh, Antlers on HBO Max recently. Finally got a chance to watch that horror. Is that flip. worth my time? Uh, it's definitely worth watching. It, you, know, you know, it's one of the newer horror films from 2021. Um, it, it's uh, it's okay. It's uh, I didn't love it, but I didn't dislike it either. But I don't really dislike much things. I like a lot of bad stuff. A uh, lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess to say I was a little disappointed because there was a lot of hype behind that movie going into 2021. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember uh, even people talking about it way back in 2020. Um a lot of hype around it. It didn't really live up to that, but it was still, you know, it was a, it was all right. It wasn't bad. Um, and what else have I been watching? I've been watching a lot of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies lately. Um, <laughs> obviously, for obvious <laughs> reasons, um, kind of work related. But um, so I've been watching, been filtering through the uh, some of the bad that is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. Some of it, but hey, so it's, it's all still entertaining. Okay, so I do have to ask. Yeah, what are your thoughts about the new Texas Chainsaw? 
Um, it was wild, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess they 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 pretty much we never got to see Leatherface kind of by himself around that many like there's that like that bus scene, right? Uh-huh. Like you've never seen him like in closed quarters like that with that many people. So they they kind of just like threw in the kitchen sink and just made out made an entire just focused Leatherface slasher film is what was what it is. Um, it, it was kind of a hot mess a little bit, but it was an entertaining <laughs> hot mess nonetheless. Um, there was a couple times that uh, I chuckled, um, and you know, it was fun. I was never bored with it. Uh, is is it one of the greatest movies of this year? No, <laughs> no. And we're only in March, and it's probably not going to even crack much at, by the end of the year. But um, I never got bored with it. That's I will give that. I will give it mm-hmm. that. Never got bored with it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I'm like, it's it's a hot-ass mess, but I still had a good time. And that's all that matters because <laughs> you're supposed to have a good time when it comes to horror movies. Sure. A lot of people tend to forget about that. Mm-hmm. But, It's all yeah. about having fun, man. I mean, like, you, you can, <laughs> I've always said this. You can pull fun or something good out, out of just about every movie, even if you completely dislike it. You can pull some good from it, so. Yeah, definitely. I know... For myself, I've been watching like a lot of like non horror related movies and stuff, but um, I did watch Death Drop Gorgeous for like the hundredth time because I'm literally <laughs> obsessed with that movie and it's finally on Shudder and Tubi, so everyone has a chance to see it. No more excuses. And Shudder has stepped up their game because they released. Like, pretty much all of my favorite French extreme horror films. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm going to start working my way through those, even though I've seen them like a hundred times, but I don't care. But yeah, that's just about it. I just been chilling. Like I told y'all before I hit record, I'm getting over being sick. So apologize to the listeners if I sound stuffy because. <laughs> Fuck allergies. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Fuck those allergies. Fuck them. <laughs> yes. Ugh. It got my ass good. But anyways, Andy, since this is your first time on the show, I have to ask you some questions. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you were to teach a horror one-on-one class, what three films would you be showing? Woo. Um, that's a good question. Um, all right, I got them, and they're all from the 70s. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original from 1974. Um, I, I'm not in like, I, I'm not one of those people who's like, every horror fan should watch that because I don't want to like say, hey, you should watch this, force someone to watch it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of borderline gatekeeping. So, you know, if you want to watch it, watch it. But you asked me the question definitely <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974. <laughs> that, that, that movie, $300, $300,000 $300, budget, it, it, you know, they filmed it in like a less than 30 days. Uh, it's a it's the blueprint for sound design and and camera work and cinematography in a low budget movie. It's it's incredible. I, I still don't understand how they pulled it off. I don't get it. It, it. It's a genius film. So that would definitely be it. Next one would be Halloween from 78. That would be the other one. Um, I say that one because I, I just like that. There's something about tone and tension that Halloween does that a lot of movies don't. It's it, it's a very slow burn, or as I like to call it, a carpenter burn, and that would definitely be the other one. And then the third and final one, 
I'm going to consider it a horror film. Someone, someone, oh, it's an action adventure. No, it's a fucking, <laughs> it's a monster movie, man. Uh, Jaws from uh, 75. Jaws for sure, which is just kind of speaks for itself. That movie's like nearly perfect, if not perfect. So that would probably go Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Jaws, and Halloween. Okay, okay, good choices. And I think, Gray, I'm not, I can't remember if I asked you that, this question, but as a refresher, what would be your three films? I would hate if it changed up, but I know for sure Halloween <laughs> eight. Uh There's no mistake that that wasn't something I said. Um, even now, like what Andy, what you were just saying, like I feel like something subliminal happened in that film where Carpenter is just paying homage to Psycho, mm-hmm. right, and Hitchcock, yep. and that really did start a trend of um horror directors paying homage to the people that inspired them it's like an unsaid thing and like you catch people putting things or elements from the people who they grew up on or inspired them into their films and i love that part or aspect element of it uh even studio 666 carpenter does uh uncredited appearance in it and i loved it (laughs) um it's like it's still going you know, like yeah. he inspired Foo Fighters in some type of way to where they're like, hey, we have to have Carpenter in this film. Yep. And he fucking said yes. That's amazing. <laughs> you know? Um, I know uh, Texas Chainsaw 74 was the other film. The third film is what I'm blanking on or franchise. Or you can um, add a new one if you want. If there's like a film on the back burner that you want to show, you could you could say it. You can have alternates. <laughs> I was going to go for alternate. I, um, I don't know. I, I guess a good example of. You know what? I'll go screen five. Oh, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a, a good choice. A good showcase of how to adapt and or remake a franchise or continue a lineage without necessarily racing or trying to race where it came from. Uh-huh. I think uh, that film obviously is very recent, but they did a great job. Or in my humble opinion, they did. They did. Job. They did. They made Wes proud. I think Wes yep. would have been uh-huh. very proud of that film. Which I know uh, the film we're about to talk about came out in the middle of remake everything. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were camping for original horror in 2006 well you got it would stay alive yeah. <laughs> so that's one thing this film did well <laughs> all righty so a question for both of y'all if you had the opportunity to make a horror movie what would it be about vampires for me i've always loved <laughs> vampires vampires are cool they're sexy they're everything I, I just love vampire stories i guess i would have to go zombie I've, I, we haven't got a good zo- oh that's not true we haven't <laughs> got a good zombie franchise in a while I'll that's fair that. yeah what was the last good zombie movie like really good train to busan is that the last really really good one and am i missing me, yes yeah. i would say it yeah. Second place, and I can't think of the name of it right now, but I want to say it's hashtag something like they're in an apartment. Hashtag complex. alive. Yes, thank yes. you. Yep, that was pretty fun. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, so I guess American horror needs to step their game up. Uh, I've been saying that for how long? <laughs> no. They just want to keep remaking Asian films. Fuck it. I just, <laughs> don't even get me started on that. Like, that's why I love international horror way more than American horror because they're the movies are just so original and it's like, you think you've seen them all? Uh, no, there's way more stories out there that you have not even witnessed yet. But I don't know why we're stuck in the whole, like, let's re- remake this, let's reboot that. I don't understand. I We're, we're in the legacy sequel era. That's what I call yeah. this. <laughs> the, the legacy sequel. Now, granted, there's been some good ones. Uh, yeah. Five Five Cream, which which you cowards, they should have called it Five Cream. <laughs> yeah. Even though I guess, did you guys hear the joke? Uh, the joke on the set, they called it Five Cream on the set, like the actors and the and no. the producers and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, I always want them to put the five in front of Cream and you know Scream. The five <laughs> looks like an S, but but then people are like, no, people would call it Five Cream. But th- that was good. Halloween 2018, I enjoyed. Halloween Kills was just eh. But uh, Halloween 2018 was all right. This late, latest Texas Chainsaw we just talked about. Now that now we're starting to get into everyone's doing it kind of thing. This legacy sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in that era. How do we get here? <laughs> <laughs> we're lazy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean that is true. <laughs> I don't know I if if I were to make a movie, it'll probably be about werewolves. Yeah, I feel like there hasn't been. A, a a strong decent werewolf movie. Yep. I mean, I know we've been getting some here and there, but like, I I, I want more. <laughs> I agree with that. I've said that uh, when I don't do the horror pod anymore, but I brought that up all the time. There's not a lot of werewolf movies these days. There's not not a ton. Unless I'm missing them, it's possible, but I don't think so. Well, let's say good ones because, like, I was right, just thinking that's about that. fair. There you go. Thank you. Last twenty years for me that I just remember because they were good would be Dog Soldiers and Ginger Snaps. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I those can't say there could have been other films. But there like, was the Wolf, the Wolfman re the Universal Wolfman with Benicio del Toro, but that was man, that oh. felt so flat. They lost so much money on that movie. My goodness, you know that movie had like a like a two hundred million dollar budget. Jeez. I was hoping for the dark Universal Monsters franchise world or whatever. I really was. I even watched the the Dracula Unborn or Well, they blew it because they were 200 million to make the Wolfman? Get out of here. That's insane. Yeah, look look what uh they did with Invisible Man, which is a Universal mon- horror monster movie, like 10 7 million dollar budget on that. 7 million. And it was a hit, made a shit ton of money and it was really good. I think it's. I think that's what happened with the Universal. They just thought they had to make these spectacular pictures. It wasn't. They really don't. Like people have been doing werewolf transformations practically for a long time. Yep. You don't have to beat us over the head with digital effects. No. No. Ash, I would say I do have one caveat because I got to keep mentioning this until someone makes it happen. Uh oh. Um. Aside from zombies, if I were to legacy franchise, <laughs> I would need Maggie Burroughs um, or Kruger to pass the torch to her child. And like, I'm not subscribing it well. Let's say Maggie had a kid. The kid doesn't know Maggie's dead. Freddie starts coming to her to pass the torch. Let's say that. 
and he's trying to seduce her and things like that. It would give pros to Robert England coming back and still being Freddy. But by the end of the film, we have a new Freddy gender swap. Uh, and you don't have to make that comparison anymore of like, this isn't Robert England. Mm, I like, like it. Whoever that person is, be Freddy. I need another nightmare movie in my life. Yeah. I do. With Robert England, though. If we can, we're running out of time. Uh, yeah. Lock his tickets. <laughs> so Stay what well. Do you- Will, what do you Robert. think would have to take for it for us to get that kind of movie? To have to get another nightmare film. Cause they tried back in 2010 and that obviously flopped. <laughs> I think yeah. they need to acknowledge they need Robert in some type of way, shape, or form, or it's not gonna work. Like Jackie or Haley did not do a bad job. Oh, it's just great like, actor. Yeah. Just unfortunately, you can't match personality and horror. It's the one thing Freddy has that no other character really does. Yep. Everyone, every, they're all, you know, they all wear masks. Everyone, don't talk. (laughs) Yeah, I um, because then, then Robert say he'll do another like one last Freddy film before he's like completely done. Yep. That's that's. I I have a feeling there's one being developed right now. I, I, I I'm I'm pretty confident that, that there is because all the rights are with the West Craven estate. Um so it's not like there's some of these franchises like Friday the thirteenth, they've you know, which recently just five years later got settled. Finally. Have you, you know. <laughs> um so the rights are with, you know, it's it's up to the Western what you know, the Craven estate to to give the green light, I suppose, and match with the studio and production company and all that, but to me, I, I, I'm sure that they're taking scripts over there. I would, I would almost guarantee it. I mean, why wouldn't you with, with the money that you know, like the Halloween franchise, that this new entry, the Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills. I mean, they're making a boat ton of money. Um, so I, I would think that they're going to scream. Just did well at the box office. Uh, mm-hmm. Five five cream, just did very well at the box office. So I, I'm gonna assume that. There's already one in early stages of development, or they're getting close. Uh, that would be my guess. That being said, I I think maybe let Radio Silence write a treatment. I'm cool. I'll with be it. okay with that. I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't even be upset if they threw Samara Weaving in there. No. <laughs> you can put her in everything. I love her. I just watched Upgrade yeah. up or not Upgrade uh, uh Mayhem recently okay yeah gosh with uh she's so good in that she's so (laughs) i love her she's amazing i have a it's been a while since i've seen that movie so i did i need to go back and watch it it's on shutter mayhem is it still on Shutter? okay Mm -hmm. really good all right fellas are y'all ready to get into this movie Let's do it. <laughs> oh boy. Why are you laughing, Gray? Huh? No, huh? no I'm reason. Just, kidding. <laughs> just excited. <laughs> All righty, listeners. For today's episode, we'll be reviewing the 2006 film Stay Alive. Wahahaha. It's like <laughs> directed by William Brent Bell, who is behind The Devil Inside, Where, The Boy and the Boy 2. And Orphan First Kill, which will be released later this year. 
For the cast, we have John Foster playing Hutch, Samir Armstrong Ab- play Abigail, Frankie Muniz as Slink, Sophia <laughs> Bush uh, as October, and Jimmy Simpson playing Phineas. And the plot goes as this. After the brutal death death of a friend, a group of friends find themselves in possession of a video game called Stay Alive, a blood-curdling true story of a 17th century noblewoman known as the Blood Countess. After playing the game, the friends realize that once they die in the game, they die in real life. <gasps> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have to ask, have y'all seen this movie before? Or is this a first time watch? This is like and. my third third viewing, I, <laughs> I believe. I believe it's my third. It, it had been a hot minute, but uh, yeah, third. Yeah, I had seen it before. All right. What about you, Gray? I thought I hadn't seen it before, but I mm. definitely, uh, once it started, I realized I had seen it or rented it. But this, so this is my second viewing. I definitely okay. have not touched it since I returned. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was shocked because when I announced like the movie we're going to watch, you're like, "Oh, this will be a first time watch." I'm like, "Excuse you," because this <laughs> seemed like the type of movie that, like that you've seen before. I don't know why, but like, I don't know. I just like, great, probably seen it. Uh, you would think that I had, and I did, but however, I blocked it out for whatever traumatic or non-traumatic reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, How could you is- block out a Disney slasher with Frankie fucking Munez, man? Uh, he was a big star. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just like what Andy just said, this is a Disney horror film. The only Disney horror film to date. And that's not counting any of the films from Dimension Films before 2005. Or those that are inherited from the 20th Century Fox catalog. Right. So what are your thoughts on that? Like, what? Disney did a horror movie? They need to do more. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. It's a tough call. It is wild to think about. I, I get why they would have wanted to cash in on what was going on in the early aughts. Like, everyone was making off money of horror, period. Uh, we got a lot of variety and some of the same. A lot of monotony and a lot of variety. I'll say that. Uh, but no, it's no different than to think that like Pretty Woman's a Disney movie. That it's, was like oh, it is. Yep, pushing oh, the envelope. <laughs> I watched a uh, documentary on that recently, and I was like, like the true story. Like, there's a lot more drugs, and her sister dies, and all this other stuff that Disney took out. <laughs> Cowards. <laughs> apparently they, they cut like 15 minutes off of this movie no way yeah i was just about to say that because there's two copies you have the like theatrical and then you have the unrated director's cut so in the director's cut there's a whole extra 15 minutes um unrated footage that includes like new characters and a subplot and i feel like with this edited version that was missing for sure Mm. It is. It is. They wanted Disney was 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 be damned to get a PG thirteen rating. Apparently, that's why they cut so much. 
And I bet they were like, you got to make this movie PG-13 and don't you dare fucking kill Frankie Munez. (laughs) Those are probably the stipulations. Don't kill Agent Cody Banks. (laughs) I used to, oh, I used to love that. Oh my gosh. I used to be in love with Frankie Munez growing up because like. Love it. He was that hot shit growing up. Mm -hmm. But anyways. (laughs) But yeah, um. And you could tell that this movie lacked a lot of it because the budget was $20 million. And with all the box office um, numbers, it only got tw- only made $27.1 million. It was considered a failure. Yes. That, I'm surprised it got that much. I, I really am. <laughs> I tend to agree. I think this movie. Would you guys let me ask, let me ask you guys this? Is this a better story and idea than movie? Yes. I I I I think that's my biggest takeaway. I think uh, like I don't like this movie's entertaining. Like it's fun. It's you know I love gaming. I I work for a video game studio, so I mean I've always been a gamer. I, Gray, I know you're you game. You dabble. Um, yeah. You know, so the mixture of horror and gaming is pretty fucking cool. And they've 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 done this with a couple. Uh, there was that movie Brain Scan with Edward Furlong. I don't know if you guys ever oh, seen that. Oh yeah, that, that movie's actually kind of rad. <laughs> yeah, that was like nineteen ninety, maybe like early nineties, mid early mid nineties, somewhere in there. Yeah, it was after the T two fame, I believe. Um, and, and before then, the crack and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <was> yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Lord, what well, damn rocks got him? Um, <laughs> um, then I, the Hellraiser sequel did did a video game one. Yeah, <laughs> shocker there. Hellraiser, Hellworld did it. Um, so there's been a, it's been, it's been done a few times. So it's cool that you know. At the end of the day, I think it's fucking hilarious that there's a Disney slasher horror film with Frankie Muniz that <laughs> that is about gaming. And it exists. So the fact that this movie even exists is kind of cool to me. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I um let's kind of dig into it. Like, especially this opening scene, because I have some questions about like one little tidbit that happens. And yeah. So the movie opens up and you're into in this world of a video game called Stay mm-hmm. Alive. You're following this character named Loomis. And he's um, just navigating, trying to figure out how to play this game. Um, it's super creepy. And he, long story short, he gets killed. He gets a rope around his neck and he is hanged. So you can tell that the game, like, creeped him out. He's um, trying to, he's like, nav- go, walk around his house. He... <laughs> Walks, knocks on the door to talk to his roommate about this game, and we see the roommate get his freak on with a pig head on. Like, that's the one, <laughs> the one little tidbit I was kind of zoned out. I was like, oh, okay. And this uh, is I'm a Disney movie. <laughs> that kind of reminded me of college, of how, like, oh, you did that less... in college? I would say there's a lot less, um, I, I don't know. How to say it. But walking in on your roommate having sex and or being walked in on wasn't always a big deal. It was just like I mean they they captured that accurately. Right. <laughs> what about the pig mask? Were they wearing those in college too? Or 
Um, you, when they walk in, he's isn't it like a pig mask or something? It was a pig mask. Yeah. It was a pig head. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna say you wouldn't find that in my bedroom, but <laughs> fair. But uh, again, his reaction was that part wasn't even a big deal. <laughs> the the only thing I really question about this whole scene, looking back at it now is how old is Adam Goldberg supposed to be? <laughs> like, I know. I love that he's randomly in this movie. He's a good actor. Yeah. No, I enjoy it. And that was refreshing to see. I was like, oh, I forgot he was in this film or everything else with this film. How but, old is he supposed I, to be? I don't know. <laughs> 20... Well, eight? I know in the film when Hutch is like looking up the death records, it said he was uh, 32. So Okay, so they played it kind of accurate. Yeah. But um, he, wa- he originally wasn't supposed to play that character. Um, what was his name? Oh my gosh. I'm going to... As Steve Zahn oh. was supposed to play Miller. Well, I'm not sure how old Z- Steve Zahn is, but... Adam holds up better. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so, I mean, after um, playing the video game and being spooked, he is killed. Loomis is killed just the way he dies in the video game. So, we are then um, um, skipping some stuff, like, little fillers but we are at Loomis's funeral his friend Hutch is there and we are introduced to Abigail who is a friend of Sarah who was um Rex's girlfriend uh who was Loomis's roommate <laughs> and Hutch receives some of Loomis's possession including the stay alive game so after talking to his group of friends they decide to play the game as a group. Um, so you have Hutch, October, her brother Phineas, and Abigail and Swink, aka Frankie Muniz. Um, <laughs> and um, Hutch's boss, Miller, is playing along from his office. So at the beginning of the game, the players have to recite this um this poem. Because there's no other way to get to this game unless you recite it. Um, the game is set on a play t- playtation, and let's see. So the the prayer they actually had to recite was the prayer of Elizabeth, a request for all who resist to perish, so that their blood can keep the countess young. Um, the center, uh, not the center. <laughs> The players then are fighting their way through a cemetery filled with evil ghost children and heading towards a mausoleum. Miller is told to pick up a rose and the rose is supposed to be protection. Well, Miller throws the rose so he's shit out of luck because he has no rose to protect him and he ends up getting stabbed through the neck by the countess with a pair of scissors. And just like I said earlier, if you die in the game, you die in real life. So minutes later, the Countess appears in Miller's office and kills him in the neck with the pair of scissors. 
So what 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 were y'all thoughts on this kill scene? I mean, he get he gets stabbed through the neck with a pair of scissors. I enjoyed the death itself. However, I was even then, two thousand six. I was confused how a Hungarian woman gets <laughs> to Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> so like. I remember thinking that I later have worked in, um, or I guess, seen some of the uh, the footage. I can guess where these areas are now. So that part was fun. Leading up to the kill was like more like a memory lane thing. I spent two years working in Louisiana or Metairie Kenner area, so it's cool to see these things and recognize these things. Like, um, but the kill scene was kind of intense for like PG thirteen. Like I didn't expect it. Uh, no, it it was uh, it, the kills. The kills of this are fun. I mean, it, it's kind of they're, they're kind of tapered back a little bit. Some, but this one in particular, it's pretty cool. And the fact that it made it squeeze a PG thirteen rating out of this is kind of kind of wild when you think about it. Because there's some visuals in this that are pretty pretty graphic, man. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they were able to sucker a PG thirteen rating is kind of wild. But the thing is crazier given like now you can see a kill like this on television eight o'clock abc right no big deal <laughs> yeah for sure no and language too you can say shit and fuck like i think you only have like a certain amount you could say in an episode but yeah it's making its way through net- network television so you know i didn't realize this as a kid growing up that that's always been like a thing i was watching an older episode of uh golden girls and Betty White calls uh, Rue a bitch. And I'm just like, oh, that was going on? I'm sure it went right over my head as a kid. But, um, yeah, I guess the networks have always allowed a certain amount. And when they did, like, at that time, it was like, oh, like it was a gasping. It was, it was, like, that was, that, was the, that was the Golden Girls being dangerous. <laughs> being, I mean, the, yes, <laughs> modern day. So you're right. Yeah. The audience reaction. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I can't so believe we, a golden girl just said bitch. I didn't think she knew that word. But <laughs> <laughs> So, at this part of this movie, we are introduced to our core cast. We have our Hutch, Abigail, Swank, October, Phineas. Um, and this is pretty much, this cast is made up of like, the hot actors and actresses of that era. Like we mentioned, we have Frankie Muniz playing Swink. Um, I'm I'm a fan of Sophia Bush because I'm a huge One Tree Hill fan. Right on. So it was super exciting to see her in this movie. Yeah, I, mean, um, I don't know what she does for work right now, but she was this era for real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I think a year later, she did the Hitcher remake, or was that the same year? Right around then, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I can't believe that movie. That's old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, it's a beautiful then, cast. Beautiful. Cast. It, it it is, and then we have Samir Armstrong. I only remember her Woo! from <laughs> uh, her from like the OC and like TV shows and stuff, and. I have some opinions about her today, but <laughs> other than oh. that, Ooh. she's she's problematic. I'll just put it like that. 
Oh, okay. But, but yeah, so how do we feel about this group of characters? And I, I'll go, I'll start by saying I'm confused about their age range. I don't know how old they're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, I think they revived the uh, Beverly Hills 90210 clause where you can be 30 playing a college age person uh, <laughs> for sure. And I'm not sure what I thought about that in real time, but that was definitely something I noticed this watch. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, how old is who? <laughs> I mean, are they trying to really push them all off as, like, 21? I mean, is that, like, a thing? <laughs> it sure seems that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I know Abigail's character, she, um, when asked, like, about her home life and what she does, she was talking about going to school at Princeton. So I'm like, okay, she's college age. Everyone else, I'm not sure. But, but I guess we're just uh, led to believe that everyone this age plays video games and play religiously. Yeah. Which is nothing wrong with that. I mean, the whole... Um, uh, when we're introduced to October, her brother Phineas, they're working at a, a internet cafe. Like, I actually <laughs> love that whole scene. Like, that whole area. The whole setting. Because back in that time, like that's internet cafes were huge. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's definitely a thing. Free Wi-Fi, man. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just lounging around, playing and drinking balls. When I saw that glass bottle of balls, that brought me <laughs> back. <laughs> oh my gosh, memories for sure. I remember going to a. Um, a gaming store every Friday night. They used to have Friday Night Live where you hang out with your friends and play video games. And we're just chugging down balls. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I was a uh, Jolt Cola person when I was into gaming. Many of Smash Brother Nights who bought Jolt. <laughs> Didn't I have like, what was it, like 50% more caffeine or something? Yeah. yeah. Like it yeah. took years off the back end of my life. <laughs> I was a Red Bull nerd back then. Okay. This time, at this time, I was when I still drank energy drinks. I would drink Red Bull like it was water. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Or cocaine. Whatever was. <laughs> whatever. Whatever was more readily available. <laughs> if I wanted a nice thirty-six hour gaming sesh, hey man, you, you gotta you gotta do something. Yeah. <laughs> So we are then introduced to um, two detectives, um, Thibodeau and King, and they're questioning everyone at the office that Hutch works at. And Hutch realizes that um, Loomis and Miller both played Stay Alive right before they died and that they died the same way that their game characters did. Um, so <laughs> later on, October researches Bathory and learns um, she would drain young women of blood and bathing in it to maintain her youth. I like this her... bitch's style, man. Bathing in <laughs> blood and shit. Sorry. So go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no. You're fine. <laughs> um, her weakness was uh, mirrors because she could not stand to look at herself in the mirror and see herself getting old. Get over it, hoe. <laughs> I am done. Pause for dramatic effect. Um... <laughs> So, 
Phineas, who he kind of pissed me off in the scene, but I understand he's like a dedicated gamer. He's like, you know what? Since y'all don't want to play, I want to play. I'm going to play alone. And um, so he decides to start playing the game. And um, even though he quits the game before his character dies, he is killed in real life when his um, character is ran over by a horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> Never thought I'd go that way by a ghostly carriage. Never didn't see that one coming. I bet. I couldn't figure out why he didn't just walk the other way. Like a Pontiac's not that <laughs> to like stay with it. Like just walk back into his light again. Yeah, that would be ra- that would that would have been the rational thing to yeah. do. But this movie is a lot of things <laughs> rational. It's not one of them. Yeah, I just. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the writers are thinking in the scene. This is the one kill where I was just like, so you you swerve off the road, didn't wreck your car, no. and now you're stranded. And he stopped just in time because he could not yeah. hurt his precious car. But I also didn't know there's another cut of the movie. So maybe there's something that got cut that explains what Very happened. possible. Very possible. I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> so the um the survivors decided that they're just going to stop playing the game until they can learn more about it. So at the scene of crime, Detective King decides he's not going to listen to them and start playing the game himself. <laughs> and right away, his character dies. So going to a gaming store trying to figure out like um where this game is being distributed from and if he could get a copy of it. He goes to his car and he is instantly killed just the way he dies in the game. And I wish we could have got an up close glimpse of that scene. Would have been cool. <laughs> but Disney said no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you you make that PG 13 and don't you kill fucking Frankie. We're going <laughs> to have issues. Well, I was definitely getting like Saul uh, vibes from it because. I guess in the game, his head is, like, ripped open. Oh, in the vice grip or whatever you want to yeah. call it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a thing. I, um... He yeah, because they would have been on, like, death. Saw 4 or 5 by now. Or, yeah. like, Saw 3. Damn. So oh, it's, yeah, it's probably a thing. Yeah. The only thing that they acknowledged that they're taking from in this film, which was also a throwback for me, was the game Fatal Frame, which mm. I played religiously. Even seeing a PS2 in this film. I was just about oh. to bring that up. I forgot, like, in that time, PlayStation 2 was the biggest console console we like that was out. Mm-hmm. Yep. What, what else was out? Well, I noticed, and I and I looked it up to verify. Uh, I think I think it's Frankie Munia is one of the controllers he's using towards the end, or somewhere part of the movie. It might have been the end. Uh, it's a dream, Sega Dreamcast, yeah. and I think that it just been released or was about to release. I'm not even sure if I, I can't remember, but uh, it probably had already released. I I can't top my head, but yeah, there, it was cool seeing those. <laughs> Like the PS2, the Sega Dreamcast controller, 
and just I don't know, just just to see him talk about video games in 2006, it, it was uh, kind of kind of funny for me. It's fun. Yeah, I, I remember even being a kid, like not not kid, but like younger, and uh, <laughs> thinking like when people got the Wi-Fi adapter for the PS2, and I was still using Ethernet, and I was like, oh, they're cooler than me. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. No, they're not. I still hardwired. It's better. Yeah. But it's just the naivety of like, yeah. Oh, I need this Wi-Fi adapter. Damn, that was a thing. Oh my gosh, the glow glow up is real. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, going back to like, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot his name already. (laughs) The the uh Hutch's boss, I Miller. There was oh. like the scene when he was playing a game. Did his chair, his computer chair, have a controller attached to it? Was that a thing? Hmm. Because it looked like oh, a long time when they were still playing. Yes. Yeah. The- yeah. Okay. Because yeah. they don't make those anymore, do they? No, I think sure. now chairs are constructed for comfort and not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were putting, they were attaching controllers to them, building refrigerators. Now they're like, well, actually, let's just make the fucker comfy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You're going to be sitting here for hours. <laughs> you want a cold drink, you'll get up. <laughs> or like the really low chairs that you just rock back and forth. They were called like, rockers. Rockers. I was like, those are not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> like you're gaming for like five hours and so you have to get up from that thing. I don't think so. You have to crawl out of it. <laughs> My legs stopped working two hours. <laughs> as long as I can hold these sticks, I'm fine. Uh-uh. <laughs> so, Hutch and Abigail decide to start uh, searching through Lewis's house and learn of the game developer's location and the real plantation. October has also discovered that the real countess was locked in the tower of her estate as punishment for her gruesome acts. And she vowed to get her revenge. October uh, also reveals that the Countess can only be killed by driving three nails into her body to trap her evil soul. Um, so we are then cut away to October. She is walking around and she notices that the Countess is in a house that's under construction. Count, uh, not Countess. October decides that she's going to take matters in her own hands and walk into the house and uh, kill the Countess to avenge Phineas' death. But then she realized that the Countess was just a ghost. She gets dragged away and uh, held upside down and she gets her throat slit. (laughs) That's favorite character in this movie. October? Yes. Yeah. Badass woman with a badass name. A. <laughs> right? In October, a cool name? I agree. I agree. Yeah, this whole scene was pretty cool. This movie, this is when the game starts playing itself a little bit, right? Is this about yeah. right when this so, happens? Yeah. Right around this, yeah. Uh, the, That's a hell of a bug. That's a hell of a Yeah. <laughs> um, they figure out that the game uh, she is playing itself and that the Countess is cheating. So. Dude, this could. Banner! It's simple. 
Ban her IP address immediately. <laughs> Reporter. <laughs> For griefing. She's griefing. <laughs> Reporter ass. We were then left with Hutch, Abigail, and Swink. And they decided that um, they're going to make their way to the plantation. Swink's going to stay in the van to start playing the game to distract the Countess. So, like we just said, the Countess starts cheating. And she arrives at the van to kill Swink in real life. Even though his character is still alive. Um, Swink makes a run for it and he falls into a, a bush of roses and it seems to be killed by the countess with her shears. Uh, Which I thought Hutch, was a horrible fake out because like the first thing you learn in the game or the first five minutes is that roses protect you. Right. So I was like, that's that's not really good. I mean, it's better yeah. than Elokuje coming back at the very end. Uh-oh. <laughs> The Countess is going against her game to to win and kill you. Yeah. <laughs> She's a fucking cheater. <laughs> all because all because she don't can't look herself in the mirror because she's old. Man, get over it. Yeah. The fuck? So, <laughs> Had it with uh, her shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> so um Hutch and Abigail, they're making their way through the plantation. And they become separated. Uh, so uh, Hutch makes his way up to the balcony. And he sees the countess. And he's like, I'm about to put some nails through her and get this over with. And he thinks he's done. But she decides she's going to come back to life and try to beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and just in the nick of time, Swink and Abigail come through. And rescue Hutch, who had then uh, set the the balcony on fire. And then, like, I forgot to mention this. Earlier in the film, we are shown that Hutch has, like, a fear of fire. And the mm. reason why is that I believe he said that his father started the house fire, which killed his family. And he was left in the burning house by himself till he was rescued. And that's how he lived in Loomis's house with him. And ever since then, he does not fuck with fire. Yeah. Yeah. This sequence, too, this whole sequence when they're, like, the final act here, it's, I don't know what you guys think of it. It's, I think it's kind of cool. Like, while Hutch is in there, you know, with uh, Abigail in the house, Swank, Frankie Munoz's character, is, is out there playing the game and he's like unlocking doors for him and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, remember, yeah. he, wa- he walks up to the one door, he goes, Fuck, it's locked. And, <laughs> I and got like, you. I got you, bro. <laughs> and like, like, I don't know, that whole where like he's still playing the game and like assisting them. I don't know. It was at this point. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. It's cool. At this point, and, this movie, it's a shit show. So we'll just have some fun with it, right? Yeah, like, I think like if. This is gonna date myself a bit. If Lawnmower Man had such an element, like there you go, would have been really cool. Yeah. So That's yeah, I do agree with this, or I agree with this decision. Yeah, it's, it's cool. fun. It's cool. Yeah. Fuck it. This, this movie has got some fantasy elements to it too. I mean, it's like, come on, it's you know. Oh, I don't have any roses to protect myself. Oh, no problem. Here you go. Shoot. <laughs> 
But the movie concludes they uh, all three survivors survived and they make their way out. And we are cut over to this uh, same game store that the detective was at. And the store receives a shipment of Stay Alive games. And the goofy uh, store clerk decides he's going to start playing. And the movie ends. Probably doesn't end well for a goofy uh, GameStop clerk, though. No. The best I could do is give you a dollar for this game. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know what? I would have not minded, and this is a stretch, um, if Unfriended existed in this world and was like (laughs) a sequel in, in, in its own right to it. It's a soft sequel to it. It's like when I think of like The Ring or Samara, it's like if that movie happened right now, there's so much technology, so many screens, everyone would be dead. Yeah, it's very true. Like, I don't know how you retell that story. I mean, they tried three years ago, didn't work. You know, no, I, I, st- I still haven't seen that yet. Oh, the new uh, ring. well, basically, they kept it as like a prequel kind of day. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. current. Gotcha. Oh, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> it wasn't horrible. It's just like, did we need it? It's the thing. What does it add to the franchise? So pretty much just like the new Grudge movie that came out a couple years ago. I didn't see that yet this, either. I haven't either. Is that I like John, John Cho is in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Him. yeah, I love him. Me too. I didn't see that. I saw the other movie he was in with like the kid goes missing. Oh, it was okay. a searching. Searching. Searching, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was excellent. I very much enjoyed yeah, that. that was good. But yeah, Grant, I think you're onto something when you brought up that this could be in the same realm as Unfriended. I feel like if we were to get another Unfriended movie, we could probably make it into a video game. I would be okay with that. I'm here for it. I'm here for more gaming video game horror films. There's only been a handful. There's only been a few of them. As someone who works in games every day now, I, I yeah, I'm sure. Make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Well, see, what we do is we we take the horror movies and make games into them. Now I just need the movie people to just make horror games. <laughs> the movies. Yes. Yeah. We're doing our part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because through research for this movie, I was like, what other movies out there are set in like a video game? And like you mentioned earlier, Andy, Hellraiser Hellworld that came out yes. in 2005. There's yes. the other uh, film, and Devour from 2005 with Jason Ackles. Yes, I, I don't think I ever saw that. Same. I think I've probably seen it once, but it was like Showtime after dark. And so I don't remember shit. <laughs> Yeah, Hellraiser Hellworld, um, like most of the Hellraiser sequels um, that were just developed and shit out direct-to-video and no studio did not care, um, mm-hmm. it's not very good. Um, it's got, uh, it's got uh, <laughs> uh, the most, the, what's the act, uh, Caviz, uh, Henry Cav- uh the most guy, mo- the most recent Superman. Henry Cavill? Yeah, Ca- Henry Cavill. Yeah, thank you. He's in that, actually. Um, I have to rewatch this. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty... I mean, like... I mean, Pinhead, who never really had a lot of 
you know, Freddie was known for one-liners. Chucky was known for one-liners. Pinhead didn't really troll and 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 one-line his his victims, but he does in this. Like he's got he's got a line something like "It's not a game anymore, is it, Jake?" You know, or in like <laughs> you know shit like that. Um, but yeah. Brain scan though is actually pretty cool. I would recommend revisiting that one if you have it in a while with Edward Furlong. I only ever picked that up, or I didn't pick it up. I, my friend's older brother we had written for us because it was like 1995. It wasn't 18 yet. <laughs> um, but the cover art is what sold me on that film. Like I'll never forget the cover art. It's great. I wonder if like you you were you guys were talking about. Um, horror movie video games or video games in horror movies. Yeah. I feel like maybe someone should reapproach House of the Dead. <gasps> I love House of the Dead. <laughs> yep. Because that movie, aside from randomly inserting video game footage at random times, which was horrible, by the way. Yes. I don't think anyone would ever thought like that was a based on a video game. I don't think they. A lot of people don't know. And they got a sequel. I never saw it. Yeah, I didn't either. Same. Didn't either. Yeah, more gaming in my in my horror films. I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh oh. Let's see. Looking at some of this trivia, we definitely miss a lot with this cut version. Bunch of okay. hoes. <laughs> But um, I'll try to see. Milo, I'm gonna butcher his last name. Milo Vitamilia. Yeah, Bitt- yeah he's in. He's in it for five minutes. He's a yeah, good. Yeah, he he he's plays in. Loomis. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he actually dropped out from DOA, Dead or Alive, to appear in this film. Huh. What? Yes. Why? I don't know. Maybe because this was going to get a. Nationwide theatrical release, <laughs> maybe, and he's he's got such a small part. Yeah, he, he was on that show, Heroes. He's uh, he's on This Is Us. I don't watch it, but I know he's he on that. Gilmore uh, Girls. He did. Yeah, uh, he was Rocky in the l- latest Rocky movies. He was Rocky Balboa's son. He does, oh my does gosh, a, does Where a lot of shit. Oh, uh, he was in Cursed. That yeah. was it. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So he was well known. So he could have got a little. Yeah. A bigger part, but yeah, which is another video game movie. Yeah. So is that how Kevin Nash got into it? Like he took his spot. <laughs> That's a deep cut from some people. <laughs> this was the final production finished in New Orleans prior to Hurricane Katrina. Mm. <laughs> oh, and also, Entertainment Weekly issued a D minus rating for the, the theatrical release. The director's cut got a C plus rating. Oh wow, that's respectful. That's respect <laughs> respectable, especially coming from Entertainment Weekly. C plus. Right. That's something to sneeze at. I mean, that's pass. It's almost good. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, this movie, I I I I said it earlier, and I guess I'll just reiterate it. I, I think the story and idea idea here is not bad. No. I, I think it's pretty decent. Like, there's a lot of mythology here and stuff like that, which, 
you know, these kind of stories and horror films like this, you know, they should have some good deep mythology. I think it's always good. And it has that, has those elements. I just think when they went to actually shoot this thing, uh, a lot of changes were made. And then even when, from what they shot, a lot of it was taken away, as we've discussed at length here. 15 minutes, uh, of, you know, the director's cut's 15 minutes longer. So I've never seen the director's cut. Have you ever seen it, Ash? Ugh. I think so, but it was a long time ago when I uh, rented the DVD copy of this movie. So Gotcha. Which that whole okay, that DVD was badass because during like the main menu, you can mm. um dress up a character like you were in the game. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, it was it was awesome, but I need to actually buy that memories, but yeah, I uh I tried looking for the director's cut for us to watch, but I could not find it. Everywhere mm. that was um that had this movie, they just had the theatrical cut. So I don't know why they're making it difficult for us to see it. <laughs> yeah, before we uh, met today, I n- never knew it existed. I'd like to see it. That's interesting. Entertainment Weekly, the D minus on the theatrical and C plus on the directors. That's a big difference. That's wild. Yeah. That could have been a couple it. extra million dollars there, but nope. It has to give more context to everything because it mm-hmm. what is this movie like 80 minutes? Like it's not a full 90. Yeah, yeah. it's like an but, hour 20 or so. Yeah. An extra 15 minutes could give you everything it was missing. Yeah. But um yeah, in the uh director's cut, we're introduced to Jonathan Malkus, who's the creator of the game. And um that's uh, huge subplot. Author, this lady, uh, Alice Krieg, she plays the author. So that could have gave us a whole bunch more backstory to this game and why this game was created. So, wow. So yeah, they take that out, but they give us the weird thread of Hutch surviving a fire from his childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Because, okay, like, Disney. if you notice, like, in that plantation when they're navigating to, like, the tower um what's her abigail's character comes across like someone was living in that space like there was the the journal there was like just type all types of supplies and knickknacks that someone left behind that could have been from the arthur so arthur or the game creator but we don't know because they cut it out wow And, and that could have been the whole subplot that they cut out Mickey Mouse fucking <laughs> edited the shit out of this movie. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, like I would have rather have seen like an opening intro of that, like the uh, the creator and the author trying to contain the spell, but they failed. Yeah. To the world. That makes sense. Yeah. It makes way more sense. Wow. I gotta. I gotta. I bet. I wonder if I could track down like the old DVD on eBay, eBay or something or something. I think so. I think I actually have it in my cart. I don't know. I have to look. But yeah, that was um, that was stay alive. So before we give our ratings and final thoughts, how about we play a little bit of fuck, marry, or kill? All right. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Alrighty. So, Gray, pick a number from one to four. 
Three. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is Stay Alive Edition, so it's all the characters from the movie, if that makes you feel a little better. Yep. Alright, so Phineas, Rex, who was the roommate, or the Countess. Fuck, marry, or kill. Mary Phineas. Um, damn. Mary the roommate. Oh, you like that pig head, huh? Yeah, he's, he's you know, <laughs> I can't, I can't count that out. <laughs> yeah, kill the countess. Okay, okay. He's got to go. It's gonna be she me. Could give me that sloppy top. I mean, and then take my top. No. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So, Andy. Yes. One, two, or four? Two. Numero two. October, Loomis, and Miller. Who? October, Loomis, or... Let's see. Miller was the oh, boss. I'm marrying... I, I, I'm... I'm. Uh, oh, man, this sucks. I, I don't want to kill any of these three people. <laughs> Yeah, my um, kill was much easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess, you know what? I like Milo Ventimiglia, however you pronounce his last name. I've butchered it for 20 years now. Um, I guess kill him since he dies in the first five minutes anyway. So <laughs> He uh, wasted that glass here. of milk, too. Right. <laughs> um, I'm marrying Adam Goldberg because I just I think he's hilarious. Days and Confused is one of my favorite movies from when i was a teenager and he his character reminds me so much of myself i who's just through the roof with an anxiety and worried about everything tomorrow everything, everything. <laughs> and i just love that character and i've loved adam goldberg ever since i've seen him in that so i will marry him and then uh i will uh sophia bush october looking good uh, <laughs> i like you so yes i will i will have nice sweet love <laughs> fucking with her uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, Gray, one or four? Uh, let's let's go four. Okay, we have Detective Thibodeau, Detective King, <laughs> and Abigail. Going to kill King, marry Thibodeau, and make sweet sweet love to those high waisted jeans. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was definitely an aesthetic in this where I was like, "If you were a white woman between 115 and 135 pounds, you could be in any horror movie, and every <laughs> outfit would fit." Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right, that leaves you with number one, Andy. All right. So we have Hutch, Swink, and Sarah, who was um. Rex's girlfriend. The girl under the covers? Yep. I didn't even know she had a name. Yep. So Hutch, Swink, and Sarah? Yep. Um, All right. Um, Let's kill that. Let's kill that bitch. Um, (laughs) Don't even fucking know her name. And I'm looking at her IMDb. She doesn't even have a profile picture up. So we're going to fucking... She just got like, you know, like those troll accounts on Twitter that have no... Just like an Uh egg. Yeah, that's that's her on IMDb. So we're going to kill her. And then we're going to marry Hutch. And then we're going to... Me and Swinky Boy are going to get down and get busy. With that uh, visor cap. 
Yes. Yep. Please bring your visor. <laughs> Please. Never take it off. Awesome. All right. So I do have to ask before we close out the show. Since y'all are like some y'all are gamers, were y'all like hardcore? Like, did y'all have to have like the hand glove, like the fingerless hand gloves, the the accessories, and all that stuff? Like, were y'all all decked out? <laughs> like, did y'all say, take that shit serious? Were y'all affidious? Like, if I knew I was gonna be like gaming, gaming, like I might grab certain things that I want: Twizzlers, Jolt, um. <laughs> My phone and a charger, my Nokia, whatever the hell it was. <laughs> Nokia 1100 <laughs> with Snake on it. <laughs> I did play Snake a lot. Uh, but I think, like, if I was, I wasn't like, a, mm, I did go to internet cafes. Never mind. I had a briefcase. I carried Nuh-uh. my thick ass <laughs> laptop in a briefcase. It was brown, gold locks on it. And like that was my look. I don't know why. I don't know where the briefcase <laughs> came from. My dad was around, but at some point, I did get a briefcase. I don't think anyone knows that publicly. <laughs> I've never owned a briefcase. I'm. I just never had a reason to own one. But you had a reason, so let's fuck it. Yeah. Check. I just envisioned you walking around this damn briefcase, and I can't fucking shake it. <laughs> With a jolt in his hand. Yes. Yeah. Some no key it on a hip clip, like <laughs> dangling out of his mouth and shit. <laughs> walking into the internet cafe, ready for business. Ready for business. Well, uh, you, Andy, you, you work in gaming, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, phone charger, what he said, number one. Uh, uh, definitely gotta have. I drink nothing but water these days, but back in the day, man, like I was huge into like Arizona iced teas, those Arizona drinks, the big 24 ounce cans of them. Yes. I used to, used to have those with sour candy was my thing. That was my gaming, uh, uh, food of choice. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't do that, then we'll throw in some flaming hot Cheetos, but probably oh. some, probably some sour candy, some flaming hot Cheetos and some Arizona t- fucking tea. And I was good to go. That that was it. <laughs> That was it. That's all I needed. And and of course cocaine. But um <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Escape! Escape! <laughs> um but yeah, that 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 would that would have been if I was like on like a Saturday where I had nothing to do and I was in a game all day, I had some sour candy and I had some flaming hot Cheetos or some Cheetos and 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 some Arizona tea. Hell yeah. Okay. I wasn't like a dedicated gamer. I'll play like games here and there. I was more of like a dance dance revolution girl, <laughs> guitar hero and all that stuff. So Hell yeah. Just yeah, like comfy clothes, hair ties, a balls in my hand, and <laughs> and some type of candy, but yeah. Pardon? Balls. Excuse balls. me, ma'am. This is a witness. D A W L S balls. <laughs> Whoever came up with that name, thank you. <laughs> I think uh, whenever the Guitar Hero and DDR stuff came about, I did enjoy going to arcades more around that time, just because I grew up on a very strict budget of you get five dollars, and I'm not picking you up for like three or four hours. 
So go. I had to be strategic <laughs> when spending money. And when it came to those, those are your own skill set. It isn't someone coming in and a two-person fighter doing like the corniest cheap trick and you losing your 50 cents. It was like, if you flub, you flub, but you still get a whole song either way. So it stretched the time. <laughs> okay. But yeah, all righty. So let's let's get into ratings, okay? Okay. So uh, out of five, let's see. What should we rate this out of? Huh? I either pig heads or bottles of balls. <laughs> let's go with balls. Perfect. Okay. Out of five balls, what would you rate? Stay alive. And what should you should it rise from the dead or stay buried? Andy, take it away. Ooh. Um I really gotta see the director's cut of this because I, I I gotta believe it's better. Like I like this idea. I do. I love gaming and I obviously love horror movies. And you know, I I I've said it a couple times in, during this recording, but I'll say it again. Like the story's kind of cool. It's got some cool mythology to it, but execution from paper to screen. Uh, this movie's kind of a hot mess, and I think it's a, a lot of reasons for that. Um, obviously, you know Disney making them cut it down to a PG thirteen, and we're taking out main ca- like you know important characters for God's sakes, uh, <laughs> and and other things like that. It, the movie definitely suffers from it. There's no doubt. Um, so I, I'd love to see that director's cut. But at the end of the day, this this movie's entertaining. Is it a movie I watch all the time? No. But I'd say if it was on Tubi or something more often, I'd probably pop it on. Sure. Why not? Just something to kind of half watch or just watch to revisit. Um, I'll say it's two and a half. What, what, what are we saying? Uh, balls? <laughs> yeah, bottles of balls. Bottles of balls. I'm going to give this two and a half bottles of of balls out of five. And yes. should it rise from the dead or stay buried? I think it's you know what? There's not a lot of movies like this. There's not a there, there's some. We we we've touched on them. Um, I feel like if you're a gamer and you haven't seen this and you like horror and you're a gamer, you don't even have to be a gamer, but especially if you are a gamer and you like horror, you yeah, you should fucking check this out, man. It's got agent coded banks for God's sake. <laughs> check this Malcolm out. in the middle. Yeah, I say this should Big rise from the liar. dead. This should say dead and buried. There's something here. The this movie has a little something. Again, it's I think it's a much better story than it is a movie. Yes. Okay. And what about you, Gray? Out of five yeah. bottles of balls. <laughs> I can't put that much emphasis into the balls. But I I mean I'm right there with Andy. Two and a half balls. Uh, you know, one human, one Lance Armstrong is the way I'm going to go with this because if, if nothing else, I'm watching it again. Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a huge nostalgia factor. Like if you, if you saw this back then and you revisit it, I think you'll be happy with just that alone. I agree. Um, where they were going with the story could be more interesting. If you know, if I'm in a thrift store or whatever and I see the unrated version, I'll probably pick it up just to know what happened in the other 15 minutes. But, um, yeah, I also think it should rise. Rise yes. from the dead. Rise. Okay, okay. I'm definitely going to follow both of y'all and uh, give it two and a half bottles of balls. 
Um, it's a fun. <laughs> it's a fun film, and I remember like around that time being like a teenager, um, like just dipping my toes into the, like the horror movies. Like this is, I feel like this would be a good gateway um, horror movie if you're trying to get into horror movies. If you try to introduce someone to horror movies, is it? terrifying scary no um does it have issues yes it does but it's a lot of fun the whole premise of it's a lot of fun being playing a video game if you die in it you die in real life like that's <laughs> that's freaky right there um uh i feel this definitely suffered uh with the whole 15 minute cut even if they did a show like more of the blood or the violence that the extra 15 minutes have, they could at least get dabble in and gave us a little bit of like the background of why mm-hmm. this game existed. That would have helped a lot because with this cut, it is obvious that there are a lot of plot holes in it. Yes. Um, this cast is perfect. We have a cast of people who are who were popular, who were hot. Uh, everyone wanted to be like them. And so that definitely helps with this movie. I definitely think it should rise from the dead. I'm surprised Tubi or Voodoo or Amazon Prime don't have it available for free. Isn't this such a Tubi movie? It is. It is. Yes. It, it really is. But uh, yeah, this movie is available for rental or purchase. I know the rental is like two or three dollars, depends on like what kind of if you want the standard or the HD. But yeah, I feel like we should show it a little more love, have it rise from the dead. And if anyone's listening, or maybe this will help speak into existence, hopefully we could get more movies like it that are more uh, fleshed out and would do better in theaters. Give us something original instead of all these uh, requels and reboots and all that stuff. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think if if Shutter can make slacks, then uh, we can get more video game based horror. Shit, we got slacks. We got what? Killer sofa. Like, there's so many different movies out there. I still gotta watch slacks, man. I still gotta watch that. (laughs) We have movies about killer weaves. Like, we can make it happen. (laughs) But. All right, that was our review on Stay Alive. So, fellas, where can my fabulous listeners find y'all? Gray, you could go first. Find me on all social media at Gray himself, that's G R A E himself, as well as bi weekly. We have the Kill the Dead podcast, which you'll hear my voice and Ash's lovely voice as well. Hey! And- <laughs> uh, Gray Matter podcast, which is sporadic as hell right now, but there will be episodes by summer, I promise. Uh, temporary hiatus, let's say that, or until the mood strikes. <laughs> I feel you on that. <laughs> and what about you, Andy? Uh, you can follow me at uh, on Twitter at Andy Cleves underscore A N D Y C L E V E S underscore on Twitter. Andy Cleves on Instagram. Uh, I work for, uh, we talked, this This was cool on this episode because it's a horror movie with gaming. And I work for a uh, video game publisher and concept studio that uh, specializes in horror games. 
Uh, we're called Gun Interactive, and uh, we're the creators of Friday the 13th, the game. Um, and we have a new one that we have not announced a release date yet for, but we did reveal our next uh, project that we're working on. It is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You can follow that at uh, TX Chainsaw Game, uh, the website, txchainsawgame.com, uh, TX Ch- Chainsaw Game on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Reddit. And uh, if you're into Reddit, uh, we drop a lot of uh, juicy nuggets in Reddit. Um, myself and my community lead developer, uh, Matt Shacha, we are very active in that Reddit answering questions about the game that we can't answer right now. Uh, we're kind of rolling things out, revealing as we go. Um, but uh, we did finally reveal the game in December, so it's exciting. Uh, I just started there on October 1st. I just moved to Lexington, uh, Kentucky then, and uh, I'm beyond excited. So uh, definitely check it out. That is badass, and congratulations. Yes, thank uh, you. Don't forget about us. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. Hey, I'm here, aren't I? Shit. <laughs> true. What am I coming back on? Uh, I gotta have to come back on uh, on um, Kill the Dead eventually too. And yes. here. Yes. Did I just invite myself on? That's kind of shitty. No. Gosh, I, would, I, I would love to come on anytime you guys want. Any of you. welcome. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. We'll, we'll make that happen. Uh, but yeah, listeners, you can find me on Twitter at Ash to Ashes. That is Ash with the X in the middle, Ashes. You can also follow this show's uh, Twitter page is Rise from the Dead Pod. And if you have any questions or movie suggestions, or if you want to be a guest on the show, you can definitely hit me up on Twitter. Once again, once again, guys, I cannot talk. Damn allergies. But <laughs> thank you guys for being on the show and getting into this movie and that's about it you're welcome thank you you're welcome all right listeners this is rise from the dead podcast bye